Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome back to the post-holiday Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We are talking all things conference play. Mike Randall here with you as always, my partner, joining me side by side, bringing his encyclopedia of knowledge. Gus, how'd you enjoy Christmas and how'd you enjoy the start of conference play? Number one, Christmas. Unbelievable Got a great Seahawk hat, which I'm wearing during the podcast this evening. Go Seahawks. They I see need that. A win. I see that. Very good. They need a win. Falcons need to lose. Let's go Seahawks. And number two, conference play. I mean, what else do you want? We got a couple of great games. Got a great game with Seton Hall and, and, and Creighton. Uh, you had a couple of great games the, the, the evening before. Like, I, I, I'm all in here. Let's go. Boy, does Willard stink. I just, I, I, I finally, I've wrestled with it, Gus. I finally have right. my, my mantra for the year. Seton Hall has a tremendous amount of talent and Willard's horrific. That's it. I'm in. Did That's you, my did you, did you hear the, the, like, because the, they had both coaches mic'd up for the game. Did you hear both of the, in the time, in the timeout? I did not. Coaches thank God I up. didn't. Oh, thank God, Gus, I didn't. Because I'm sure it was just horrific McDerm- stuff. McDermott's was awesome. He said he, we, we have to out-tough the team. We're here to, you know, you know, outwork them for the last like seven minutes. You know what Willard's was? We need two stops, then we need to get out on the break. Oh, thank you. And it's you got to put the ball. Very detached. Very detached. You got to put the ball in the basket. It reminds me when I was coaching. I used to go to all those clinics, and I heard Shashevsky talk. And you know, you get Rick Majerus, you get Hubie Brown, you write down five million ways to beat a one-three-one. That's what you want as a high school coach. Right, right, right. You, you want actual strategy. Of right. course. Then Shashevsky comes into Foxwoods, or Mohegan's son, by the way, which, Gus, of course, I don't mind a little trip to some gambling on the side. Mohegan's uh, son, he comes a little, in. A little poker to be played. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mohegan's son, he comes in, and he starts off by basically saying, you know, what we believe in Duke is when Gus passes to Mike and Mike hits a three, that's not Mike's shot. That's Gus's shot. And I'm staring at him going, is this what you want me to take back to my all, my team all under five feet ten? Is this one I'm supposed to take back? And that's what I get with Willard. Now, the difference is we saw Krzyzewski diagram the end of, ba- end of game play against Kentucky in 92 that won the game. So we know he can do that, right? I don't know right. if Kevin Willard can do this because I'm sick of watching them and thinking I'm seeing them playing at Rucker Park in an and one mixtape tour with absolutely no structure to the offense. So do we want us to jump into this game immediately? Can right we just a little here? bit? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, again, listeners, uh, thank you for listening to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We're so thankful that you carved out some time during your holiday season to, to listen to the podcast. And we're just going to go ahead and dive deep right in to Creighton Seton Hall since we both got our eyes on it initially this particular evening. So, Mike, what do you got for Seton Hall, Creighton? Seton Hall pulls out a big win by six at home over Creighton, two ranked teams. What did you say? What I saw was two things. Start with the, the positive for Creighton. Creighton's good. McDermott's doing a nice job. They're a donut. They have nobody inside. But when you have two guards like Marcus Foster and Kyrie Thomas, those guys can carry you through the conference and they certainly can help you in March. So McDermott, to me, is playing for March. That's number one. They're a lot better than they thought they were. Kudos, totally agree. Kudos to Coach McDermott. As for Seton Hall... I understand when you mentioned this, that Kadeem Carrington, he was part of the uh, Stump Gus segment, he was the last one there, has been Correct. unselfish as the point guard. And he has, and he has deferred. And Desi Rodriguez has been wonderful. I think he's like a McCall Bridges light type of guy. And Angel That's Delgado, a great comparison. Great. They're both lefties. Love length, that comparison. Length, the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely great player. Yeah. Delgado is great. We know that. Fine. 
It's tremendous. Powell is a shooter. <laughs> uh, can I just jump in for five seconds? Yeah. We don't want, need to. Please don't be so, so dismissive of Del, of Del I'm just we, uh, here's the thing. If you I, I know, I know he's great. We all know he's great. We can't be that dismissive. He's awesome. He's awesome. Let's, let's acknowledge his awesome. He is awesome. And if you don't know that 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 Angel Delgado is awesome, turn off the podcast right now because he is an All American type player. Absolutely e- love excellent him. suggestion. Period. End of story. Miles Powell, sophomore, love him. Shooter, three of five from three point range in this game. But he, Gus, is an eight to ten shot guy. Sure, I'll have twenty eight in some game. But that's they need a go to. It's winning time guy, and the guy's got to be Carrington. When I turned this on, I was looking at the box score, trying to feed my kids pizza, watching the game, not listening to the timeout, the whole thing. Carrington had four uh, four attempts from the field in the second half. He ends up with twelve attempts, Gus, two of five from three point range, eighteen points, four rebounds. He is the guy that's got to make shots in winning time. That's what I saw tonight between Seton Hall and Creighton. So here are a couple of things that I saw. Number one, I totally agree with your spot on assessment of uh, Powell. Um, I think Desi is like an unbelievably unique talent. Um, I don't. I don't know why that they did not stick to ticking, sticking Desi in the center uh, of the Creighton zone. Uh, maybe go a little elbow extended there because Will is brutal. That's why. And put him there, and that's and it just seemed like time after time they they put him and they put him out on the three point line and had him extended out, put him in a playmaking position, in the elbow extended or at the foul line or at the nail, and, and let Desi do his thing because he's borderline unguardable in that position in a zone in a zone sequence. Very true. And you're right with Carrington. I love Carrington because he has embraced fully the selfless point guard position that he has been put in and he has really put the team first but you're right when push comes to shove you know what you know who's got to take a big shot he's got to take a big shot you know who's got to you know he's got to drive to the lane and absorb some contact it's carrington you know how to like take a big step back three when the shot clock is going down it's carrington i'm with you I'm how with many you. guys gus can you see on this team or in the big east as a whole mm-hmm. who can get Attack a one-three-one zone mm-hmm. with a minute and a half left. Split the point. Two guys collapse there. Split the wing rather. Get right. in the lane. Finish over a six-foot-ten guy with his right hand when he's lefty. Okay, so I have three guys for you off the top of my head. I think these are the only three guys. Uh, I think Shamari Pons from uh, St. John's can do it. Uh, I think that. Um, who else? Uh, I think that Kyrie Thomas can do it from Creighton. But and those guys aren't all lefty. No, no that's what true. I'm saying. Okay, like okay. I'm saying, sorry. I'm, sorry, you went lefty. Yeah, the and fa- I was going to say I was going to say Cartwright from Providence can probably do it too. But that's about it. That's uh, that's the short list, right well, there. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's lefty, yeah. and he finished with his right, which again is a skill that a finisher needs to have. You can't tell me that Desi and Powell can both do that. Not consistently. He's got to do it. That's what they need. Listen. The game was an unbelievable game from start to finish. You felt like at halftime, you felt like first to 100 would win. And then, much like we talked about with this Rutgers-Seton uh, Hall game, whereas whose pace and whose will would be forced on the game, Seton Hall did force their will on the game in the second half and slowed it down a little bit because it wasn't Creighton's pace. Creighton wants to play in the 90s. Creighton wants to reach 100. 
Seton Hall wants to play in the 80s. They don't want to go to 100. They, they, that, that's a little bit outlandish for them. So the fact that they enforced their will in the second half on this game, I think totally reversed the script of, this, of the Rutgers game where they got upset and then Rutgers forced their will on the game in the second half. I applaud Seton Hall for changing the script here and getting it right after getting it wrong at Rutgers. Gus, did you see that Rutgers lost tonight in a bye game to, was it Hartford? I mean, they, pay, they paid Hartford to come to Rutgers and play Rutgers. Right. So they do that basically saying, listen, we know we're going to kill you. So why don't we pay you money so you can come play us? We get the win. You get some cash. And they lost at home. How bad is that? It's the epitome of brutal. Hartford's uh, Hartford 60, Rutgers 58. Inexcusable. Tough, tough. And, and, and you know what? That speaks to something we talked about before on previous podcasts. And I, I think I might have brought this up. And I said that each team has a certain amount of efforts that they are yeah, able to put true. out very good. Yeah. each season. Rutgers absolutely burned one of those efforts against Seton Hall, and rightly so. Yep. Uh, we're, 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 not, we're not saying poo-pooing it or, or, or putting it down or any, any reason. But you know what? Sometimes great teams only have a certain number of efforts. Average teams have a lesser number of efforts. And poor teams only have a handful of efforts. So maybe we're seeing like the reality of that situation where Rutgers is just an average team and they only have that much of that many amount of efforts to put forth. They burned one big time against Seton Hall and now they're like you like to say, regressing to the mean a little bit. Regressing to the mean. It's so true. So Gus, I, I, I guess your Christmas was good. The kids, everything was fine. Let me tell you what I did this Christmas. So we had a, a, a great time here and, you know, up late. Wait, are, we, are, we, are we going like very personal here? Oh, very personal. Yeah, up late. Okay, watching okay. some good, games. Good, good, good. It was, you know what it was? It was, was it the Tuesday night there were no games? The day after Christmas, the 26th? Yeah, so the kids yeah. Come back. L- little rough. So I don't know, all our listeners, what you did out there in the 26th. You know what I did? I went down. I predicted the whole Big 12 conference. Okay? Because I said I've had about enough of Kansas. All right? I looked at the schedule of every single game. Now, there's, there's ways to do this. I sit on the beach with my cousins down Jersey Shore, and we do like the NFL schedules, and we do win-loss, win-loss. But what you don't do is you don't say like the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants, and then when you do the Cowboy-Giant game, like you make sure that you've given them a loss, right? You just start – everybody's 13-3. and three. Well, I want to keep it 100 here on the screen. The screen okay, podcast. okay, okay. Gus, I predicted every game, and I matched it up. I, matched it up. I have a spreadsheet here. I may put tweet this out later. Are, are <laughs> you serious? I do, in every game. This is insane. So, Gus, you were asked by one of our followers what team is going to come in last. Right, right. Who, who did you uh, say? Uh, well, well, Jonathan, uh, Bracketologist yes, 3. Yes, very good, yes. Uh, was, uh, love that he contributed to the, you know, the, the mailbag segment Excellent. of the very podcast. Yes. And we had a whole bunch of emails and a whole bunch of other people that like, followed in. So we, we took four cool questions and went with it. And if, but, and if, um, you, if you want to contribute to the Screen the Screener mailbag bag part, please uh, email us at sdspodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at sdspodcast. Thank you. Sorry, Gus. Go ahead. No, I, I mean, unbelievable segue there because like we'd love to interact with you guys and we love that people contributed to this and we weren't just like, like you know, whatever, blowing smoke or whatever. So we had some cool questions. The one, uh, how about Paul from Canterbury that let us play GM? How cool was that? Yeah, that was very cool. That question. was a great question. Was I, yes. I personally loved researching that question. No, but but Jonathan, you can follow him at Bracketologist3. Uh, on Twitter, he does some great stuff predicting what the bracket's going to be, and he has some great player of the year predictions as well. And he asked, 
what team is going to finish last? What I did is I just went with a very simple equation and said, okay, who's the best player? Yeah, I who's like their- this. This is very good. Well done. Yes. Right. And, and and you just went through and like, there were just studs all over the map. I mean, how are you not going to like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like when you go to like TCU and you say Jamie Dixon and you say Williams, who's averaging a double-double, they're not finishing last, Right. And so we just went went with that similar equation. We went, you know, you go uh, West Virginia and you go Hugs and, and Javon Carter. They're not finishing last. Like, there's no chance. So we just went down the whole entire team, uh, the whole entire conference. I came up with the last two. I came up with, with, with Coach Weber and Brown for Kansas State and then Coach Boynton and, and Jeff Carroll for Oak State. And, you know, I said, I can't believe I'm saying this. Jeffrey Cal could be a first-team all-conference player. But they might finish last in the conference. So I, I went with Oak State. I can't believe I'm saying that. Well, Gus, just in case you're wondering, Oak State's going to finish 4-14 four and 14 in the conference this year. But right, they, where, where, where does that stack them up? Well, they're not going to finish last. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, K-State's going to tie with Iowa State. And I know that's questionable here. So when I yeah. go through it really quick, I know. 2-16 okay. and 16 with them. Okay. Uh, who do you think's win the Big 12, Gus? Who do I think is winning the whole entire Big 12? Who do you think uh, at 1 o'clock in the morning, the day after Christmas, Mike Randall said is winning the Big 12? The winner of the Big 12 is going to be West Virginia. They are. They're 15 and 3. Well done. Really quick, Gus, tell me if I'm wrong here. Here are the games I got them losing. First of all, they're not losing at home. I know that's questionable. They did not lose a game at home. So when you say they're not losing at home, who's not losing at home? West Virginia. I got so them. You don't I, think they're going to lose a game at home? No, I don't. You don't think they're going to lose a close, low uh, possession game to Texas Tech at home? Niner for Niner, big guy. Okay. <laughs> the game you don't I, think Trey Young is going to go in there and light them up no. and totally blow up their no press? Way. No way, man. Not that. You don't that, think that, Mo Bamba is going to go in there and like totally blow them up on the offensive boards? Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is going to be stuck under the basket while Javon Carter's scored twice already by the time he gets to half court. I, West Virginia. I got them losing at TCU. Okay. I got them losing at Oklahoma. Uh-huh. I thought that was fair. And I believe, as you and I know, there's always the bonk game that there makes is. no sense. Right, right Funny right. you should say Mo Bamba. I have them losing at Texas. You have them losing at Texas? Yes. I liked what Texas did the other night. They're going to be home. Better hope I, I think Jones is healthy. Yeah, I well, better be. I think there's only a certain amount of it. I have them 15 and 3. Gus, second, I have... Second, you have you have Oklahoma second, I do. don't you? Very good. I do. 14 and 4. Gus, I have them sweeping at home also. Shows you how unrealistic this is. They're they're 9 and 0. On the road, Gus, I have them yes, sir. I have them losing too. West Virginia, uh, obviously West oh, Virginia. I was going to say West Virginia. And do you have a bonk game for them? Uh yeah, I wouldn't call it a bonk game. But how about I, how about, about Baylor? No. No, nah, that'd be bad. <laughs> wow. I'm saying this is about like, like I'm the amazing Kreskin, right? I know. Okay. Wow. No, a, I wouldn't call it a bonk a, game. That should give okay. it away. <clears throat> uh, TCU. They're losing that game, and there's one other one they're losing. Uh, how about – Two others uh, are losing, actually, but – Okay, so they're going to lose TCU. They're also going to lose – I kept it real. Uh, I kept they're it gonna, They're going to lose to Kansas. They're going to lose at Kansas. I had that as well, yeah. Right, right, right. And then how about um, – You said them. Said him earlier. Oh, oh, West Virginia. Okay. No. You mentioned really? before West Virginia. There's another team. Yep. You like Texas. Them. Texas Tech. 
Really? Yeah. So I have them losing TCU, Texas. I mean, that's it. And that's fair, right, Gus? Six and three on the road. I mean, that's not crazy. Uh, for that's Oklahoma. very fair. Yes. So, so they're fourteen and four. Then I have two teams tied at thirteen and five. Gus, name them. Uh, let's go with. I'm gonna say that you have TCU. Yeah. And finish it. Finish it. And I, I, um, I, mean, I, I can't put Texas it. Tech. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't put Kansas for. <laughs> I, I, I wanted. I put them third. I put them at thirteen to five. I, I don't know how. I don't know how deep you're going to bury them. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't know how deep it. you're going to go with this. And this will be the last one. Then I'll just read the rest. We can get to the other stuff. But I, I okay. Because okay. I'm sure the fans are just sitting here going, "What is wrong with this guy?" Uh, <laughs> Kansas, Gus. They're going to win every game at home except West Virginia. Interesting. I, I, I don't think West. I think West Virginia. With Carter, Miles, you talked about them on our, our Screen the Screener Top 25 on RandallRant.com, by the way. Uh, Gus does the uh, Top 25, does a great job. You talked about them being a very underrated backcourt. I agree. Ahmad's going to be back. I have them losing at home, but they, they they win every other game, Kansas. And then on the road, Gus, they're mm-hmm. going to lose to TCU. Right. Texas Tech on the sure. road. Sure. Could see that. Uh, West Virginia, I mentioned. And, yep. o- and Oklahoma. So I got, I got West Virginia 15 and 3, Oklahoma 14 and 4, TCU and Kansas 13 and 5. I love Texas Tech. They're 12 and 6. I tried to get them up a couple more, but I just couldn't get them above TCU. Baylor yeah. 8 and 10, Texas a frisky 7 and 11. Maybe they're better than that. But here's my question if they're better than that, then who's getting knocked down? Uh, Oak State 4 and 14, Kansas State, Iowa State 2 and 16. Go ahead, Gus, really quick. Let me have it. What do you think? Okay. So here, here here's the first thing. I, I have three things right off the bat. Number one. So, so the Big Twelve is the best conference in America, huh? I still like the uh, yeah. You know what it is top to bottom? I think they are, but I think that the SEC has teams that can get further in the tournament. But it's it is close. Gosh, it's oh, close. Without, without question. I mean, this team, this conference is absolutely stacked. Stop. Are you telling me the last place team? That's correct. The last place team, whether it be Oklahoma State or Kansas State is going to have a person drafted in the NBA draft, possibly in the first round, definitely in the second round. That's yeah, insane. I know. Are, are, are you kidding me? And I also this is, the, this is the best league in the country. And you and I love uh, Hilton Magic, Iowa State. T- again, tell me where I'm wrong here. They're t- I got them 2-16, Gus. I got them losing every road game except Oklahoma State. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I got them losing every single road game, period. So I, I don't have Iowa State winning on the road, and I have them only winning twice at home against Kansas State and Oak State. They think it upset like a TCU? I'm going to say careful with Iowa State. They got Donovan Jackson. They got Babb in the backcourt. I love Solomon Young as a game changer down low. He can block some shots. I think they're going to surprise some people and win a couple games on the road. They're going to be like that wild card team that's going to like surprise surprise a West Virginia, surprise an Oklahoma, surprise a Baylor. They they are going to be that team that does that. And we all know we all love Hilton Magic. So I'm going to say be careful with them. Well, okay, that's I, a I, team that that's a team that's like a wild card in this whole equation. That's that you fair. Have going here. No, that's very very fair. And, and let's 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 break it down a little further. So obviously Baylor have an eight and ten. That won't affect it, but. West Virginia eight and ten for Baylor. Yeah, wow. I know, I know. So West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, five teams. West Virginia, right. Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech. Talk to me, Goose. Who's Iowa State beating there, home or away? 
Oh, I, 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 for real, I think Iowa State can beat Baylor away. I think okay. Iowa State can beat Oklahoma away. Okay. I don't think Iowa State can beat West Virginia away. I think Iowa State can beat Texas Tech away. You, you would, I, you would write if I if I made you pick. You think Iowa State's going to beat Oklahoma in Oklahoma? I don't think it's crazy. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's nuts. But where's the one that but, I'm but, wrong but, with? Am I going to predict it? No. But I, I, I really here, – here's my overarching – TCU. Uh, I feel like it could be TCU. I know. I was thinking be anybody, any place, any time. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think they're really being undersold. Here's the thing. If you had to bet on two of those five teams to beat Iowa State twice, West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas, Texas uh, Tech, who would you pick? So if I, you, if I took – because you know they're not going to beat all of them. So right. two of those teams, I think it's fair, of the five, will sweep Iowa State. Who would you pick? Uh, I would say Texas Tech first, wow. just just due to the low variance sure. and the low possessions okay. because Iowa State wants more possessions and wants more value to the ball. Um, I don't know. And West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say Kansas just okay. because I think – at home, Hilton Magic. I think they could actually match up and and, and act, actually match up in the backcourt. I think Young can match up with a with Azabuki there. And I, cool. I I I don't think it's crazy that because Kansas is so run down size wise that Iowa State could actually play them well at home. So I, I'll, I'll give them that game as well. How's that? All right. So you say Kansas beats them twice and Texas Tech beats them twice. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Is that fair? Yeah. So that, and that's what's going to come down to. So. Am I wrong? I saw on Ken Palm, there's an article we retweeted. And again, I'm sorry we can move on for this. But Ken Palm did get a breakdown (laughs) of the Big 12. And he says that Kansas is still the favorite. But he only has them as a 47% favorite to win the conference, which is is still the majority. It's still the majority. I mean, we're talking about a conference with with 10 teams. So, I mean, obviously, 47% is the majority. But I'm just saying, like, it's the lowest it's ever been. So – Bet two teams, Gus, most likely to knock off Kansas if I told you they didn't win the conference, West Virginia, Oklahoma? Absolutely. I think you, I think you have to throw TCU in the conversation as well. Okay, great. Well, there you is go, that, folks. Is that fair? Yeah, I'll, I'll put this out on Twitter. Very fair. I'll put this out on Twitter. I, I have to tell you, I agree with you, man. I didn't like Iowa State being 2-16. and 16. I didn't mind Kansas State being 2-16. and 16. No, no, no. There's no there's no possible way Iowa State's going to be 2-16. and 16. That's where my qualm is. Uh, then, that, then the question is, is Iowa State going to sack up and beat some of those top teams? Or is there going to be this polarizing Big 12 where it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, and then Baylor, Texas, Oak State, Kansas State, and the rest? Because if Iowa State knocks off those top teams, then yeah, then that's going to close the gap. But if those top teams are as strong as I think they are, then it could be a polarizing Big 12. Very interesting. I think think a couple of those Iowa State games are going to keep the Big 12 very close. Players. I think okay. I think that's going to be uh, like for real. I think that's going to be the limiter. I think that's what's going to keep the, the 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 conference so close and so tight. Yeah, you know, better question. Jonathan could ask, who's going to be in the middle, right? Because right. we know Kansas, <laughs> right, right, right. We know that's Kansas State, part. Oklahoma State, maybe Iowa State to a certain extent are going to be towards the bottom, and we know West Virginia, Kansas is going to be. So who's going to be like, in the middle? Who's like, going to finish fourth? Exactly. Who's going to finish? Who's ready, Gus? Who's going to finish sixth? That's what I want to know. Right. <laughs> or is it Texas? Then, is it? Tech is a TC who's finished at sixth. That finishes sixth. They could get a top ten seed yes. in March Madness. Yeah, definitely. All right. Which is crazy. Like you think like, oh, you finished six in your conference, like you're 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 like a twelve seed. No, they could be like an, a seven seed. I'll put a tweet that, this that's out. That's nuts. 
I'll ta- tweet this out, folks. Listen, folks, retweet it when you see it because I'm pretty excited. Jesse Govan uh, uh, liked my uh, tweet, uh, the video tweet of him at the end of the game there against Butler. So if we get, who knows? Maybe Bill Self will like this. What do you think? Huggins have Twitter? I think he has Twitter, probably not, right? No, no, the Huggins does not have Twitter. <laughs> Self is not has zero interest in in, in dealing and, or communicating with you. <laughs> That's okay. true. That well just true. Very, very well true. Yes, very true. Hey, yeah. So what do we got here? We got a fun segment you came up with, right? Okay, so so let let's continue on the Big Twelve just very quickly, uh, and then we'll run down the rest of the conferences uh, a little quicker than we did the Big Twelve because I know you did a lot of homework on the Big Twelve. We don't want to like shortchange your homework, and and we want to reward your homework assignment. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna go down the Big Seven conferences today, and and, and we'll go down the other conferences a, a little bit later on a, on a, on a latter podcast. We're gonna go who we think is gonna win. Who's a sleeper team or a team that we have our eye on? And then how about a player of the year? Does that sound good, Mike? I'm ready to go. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's continue with the Big 12. Mike, Just we're, we're just going to go just straightforward. We're not negotiating at all. We're not like saying like, well, this could happen and we're going to slide this team in here and, and, and this may happen. We're just going to go straight up. Mike, please give us the winner of the Big 12 – the player of the year, and then a, a surprise team or two that you have your eyes on that you think might sit, may uh, uh, you know open some people's eyes. All right, here's here's what here's how I'll do this. I I, I did a lot of work on this, and again, I, I I don't I wasn't exactly sure what some of the specifics were. I'm just going to read this down, and then you can react as you would like. I'm going to give you my favorite, who I think, in my opinion, is the favorite to win. Like you said, some teams I really like, a team I hate. A sleeper team where I would say I wouldn't think it's crazy that they could win the conference. Like if you told me that this team won the conference, I wouldn't think it's nuts. And the player of the year. Is that okay? I'll read it down. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued to hear all these because, because uh, again, listeners, we're going to lift the, uh, the, the, the curtain a little bit. Mike and I did talk about we're going to, you know – Talk about pre-podcast, but we did not talk about our picks. Did not. So talk these about are picks. these are these are all new to, to both of us. So we're we're excited to hear both them, like on the podcast itself, and hopefully you guys are excited to hear them as listeners as well. And I'll fly through this because we have seven conferences to cover, and you know I can talk forever. Okay. <laughs> The favorite Gus in the Big 12 should be West Virginia. West Virginia is 11 and one. I just told you I predicted them to win the conference. Yep. It's it's a special team that Huggins has this year. They had the tough loss to Texas A&M to start. They have not lost since. They had a gut check game against Virginia. They're going to open up at Oklahoma State, at Kansas State, and then they come home for Trey Young. That's going to be a loss for Trey Young. Then home Baylor. So I think they got some good games right away. They're going to have Kansas at home in a couple weeks. I think they're the favorite. The teams I really like, they were the teams, Gus, that were at the top of the list there. West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU. Those are the type of teams that I think are going to be one, two, three. I love what Jamie Dixon is doing. I think those are your top teams. Team I hate is Kansas. I mean, it's not a surprise. I know we're real fired up about Cunliffe and Sylvia D'Souza's coming back. I'll believe it when I see it. They rely too much on the three. They shoot eight to ten free throws a game. Azabuki's been tremendous, but I just don't know if his ceiling is as high as he's showing right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen eventually. 14 titles for self. No way. It's a team. I, don't, I wouldn't say I hate them, Gus. I'm, I'm still going to rank them in my top 20. I just of don't course. think they're going to win the Big 12. Here's my sleeper. Wouldn't be crazy, Gus, if Texas Tech won this conference. They slow the game down. They play at their pace. They don't turn the ball over. They got four of their top six scores back from last year. 
They had a lot of early success, and they tailed off. I think I learned from that. I think they are a sleeper in this conference outside mm-hmm. of this top group I'm talking about. And the player of the year is going to be Javon Carter. Javon Carter is averaging Ooh, eight, really? yeah, 18.2 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 2.3 steals. Listen to those numbers. 18 points, 5.5 boards, 6.3 assists, 2.3 steals, 86% from the free throw line, 41% from three-point range. Gus, I have not seen a relationship between a player and a coach like Great he point. has with Huggins since Sean Butler was getting hugged on the floor of that mm-hmm. Final Four game, I think it was 2010, I want to say, against yeah. Duke. It's special. I believe in it. Great coach, home court advantage, Great player, Javon Carter, player of the year. That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. I'm going to run through mine really fast here. I think I'm going to go – so I'll just like circle back around and like jump rope it. So I'll go player of the year. I don't think there's any way that Trey Young does not win player of the year in this conference. Yeah. I love Javon Carter too. I think that he is a top 10 player in the nation. I think that he's a possible first-team All-American. I don't think there's any issue with him – with anybody putting him anywhere on their uh, All-American teams, wherever you go, first, second, or third team. So I- I'm totally with you on that. I, look, really quick, I, I, that's fair, and that's the most popular answer. I just feel like eventually they will catch on to Young, limit him a little bit, and I think because West Virginia wins, Carter will get it. It's fair, but I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I love Trey Young. I just am going to put Carter a little ahead of him. Go ahead. That's, I, I, I think that's totally – understandable and we know that once conference play starts like depending on who you're playing yep Mm -hmm. like the the possessions are going to go down um your opportunities are going to go down as well so like is his 28.9 assist ratio going to continue probably not it'll probably dip back down but that won't be because he's playing poorly it'll just because of like the game he's playing in. If West Virginia, if West Virginia has a success, I think they're going to have Gus. They at least got to split it. That's what I'm banking on. Okay, I think that's fair, and I, I think that's absolutely, absolutely what might happen. As far as like, uh, you know, sleeper teams or like, you know, who are we looking at? Uh, like Iowa State is my team. Nobody's paying attention to them. Everybody thinks that they they've lost absolutely everybody. Wow. I think that they are going to surprise some teams throughout conference play. I think they could win at TCU. I think they could win at Oklahoma. I think they could win at Baylor. I don't think it's crazy that they can win at Texas. I th- And plus they have Hilton Magic on their side. That is my sleeper team. And if we're going to go back up to the top of the jump, who is conference for real? I think that Trey Young is that transcendent of a player that I think that Oklahoma – is going to win this conference. Could happen, absolutely. I think he's that amazing of a player, and I think he's going to keep shooting up draft boards. I think he's going to keep putting himself at the top of player of the year conversation type uh, lists. I think Oklahoma could win this conference because Trey Young is that transcendent of a talent. He's that special of a player. He is that special of change of gears. He's shooting it crazy from outside. Like it's hard to it's hard to get a gauge on him. You 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 can't figure out what you're going to do with him. If you go ahead and run him off the three point line, guess what? He's going to do a, a a change of gears and then shoot a floater. Guess what? If you cover up him with the floater game, guess what? He's going to take it to the hole and he's going to dish it off to Latin for for a dunk. Like I, I think he's that amazing. 
I think we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg of how good he is. I think it's great. I mean, especially because Gus Oklahoma is not losing a game at home. So I, I think that's according very, to according to your your logic. I like that. No, I know, my friend. So uh, listen, great calls across the board. Love it. Fantastic. It can definitely happen. Love the Iowa State thing. I'll be fascinated to see how they do because I remember DeAndre Kane. I was a big fan. So I, I don't think you're too far off there. I look at it. I didn't like having him with only two wins. But love your picks. Very good. Big 12. Where are we going next? Okay, let's go to the ACC. Does that sound okay? I'm ready. So let's go to the ACC and we'll go – you won't go like, you know, as deep a dive as you did with the Big 12. But let's go ahead and try to figure out, okay, who's going to win the thing? Who's going to be a surprise team or a team that you're going to pay attention to? And then who in the world is going to win conference player of the year? What do you got over there? And a little easier to handicap on this one. And Gus, of course, I, I'll try to do maybe my New Year's. I'm sure my wife will be thrilled to go out for New Year's. I'll predict every game in the ACC. How's that? Uh Favorite is Duke. Duke's going to win. I'm not upset about the loss to BC. I think it was a gut check. They're just so talented. They have the best coach on the planet. I I don't see how they don't win. Teams I really like. I'm just going to go with one. I really like Miami. You know, I thought that. They only have Duke once at home. They should dominate their home game slate. FSU and Duke are going to be tough. But after that, Gus, their home games, Louisville, Pitt, Wake, UVA. I think those are are games that they can win. And listen, I, I understand that People are a little up and down about them because they're not sure how they were going to be, especially after the recent loss. So right now they're only at 10-1. and one. They started off real strong. They had the great win at Minnesota and the stumble against New Mexico State. But you and I know how good New Mexico State is. I Absolutely. Still, I still really like Miami, especially with that schedule. Sleeper team, I'm going with Buzz Williams. I'm going Virginia Tech. Three doubles to score. Great call. Back. Yep. No real. They don't have any great wins yet, Gus. They lost to St. Louis in the 2K Classic at MSG. They, you know, that was when Bibbs just came back off the two-game suspension. They played right. great at Kentucky. I know Kentucky's been down, but it's not easy there. I'm buying what he's selling. He's got five guys in doubles, and Gus, the team is shooting 45.3% from three-point range. That's a dangerous team. If you told me West Virginia won the ACC, I wouldn't be totally shocked. I think they're a nice sleeper. Player wow. of the year, Gus, Marvin Bagley. It, it could yeah. be Bonzi. I, I think you flip mm-hmm. a coin there. But I think Duke wins. It's similar to the thing. I, I think Trey Young is going to cool off at some point a little bit. Right. And the team's success will push Carter past. I think that Bagley will have – he is the centerpiece of Duke. And if they win the ACC, I don't think there's any way he's not player of the year. Here's what I got with what you said there. Number one, I think it's hard to pick against Duke. I think you really have to carve out reasons why you're not going to pick against Duke in this conference. Uh, number two, yeah, Miami makes sense. Totally makes sense. You know, I talked about we. I, I talked about on the summer podcast, like on a summer road trip podcast, about how good New Mexico State is going to be this I, year. I love that. They are, Can you do that road trip podcast every summer? I loved it. <laughs> I, I love doing it because it was cool figuring out who who are going to be the teams that we need to pay attention to. I'm so excited that they're they're uh, you know they're making us tr- soothsayers and truth tellers. And uh, thank you to Mark Rudy who popped on um, the podcast and gave us a unbelievable preview of of the Aggies uh, this preseason. So it was cool to have like all those people come on and give us like a, a real feel on how they're going to do. So it was cool that the uh, Mark Rudy uh, from Las Cruces News uh, came on and, and gave us what he thought was going to happen with New Mexico. And he mentioned that it was a, an amazing opportunity that they had against Miami and the likes of USC and thought that like if they can nab one of those, that would be huge for them moving forward. So Miami losing to New Mexico State, no shame there. So here's what I got. You know what? I got Duke winning it too. I'm sorry to be so boring. They just have too much talent. 
We can't lie I, to we can't lie to the people, Gus. We got to keep. It I, I I don't want to make something like oh yeah, I'm just I'm just fabricating this. I'd love to say USA. I'd love to say Notre Dame. I'd love to say somebody else. I'd love to say Virginia Tech. But no, Duke's going to win the whole thing. Duke's going to win the ACC. They're going to win the they're going to win the conference. They're going to win the tournament probably. They just have too much talent. Bagley is that good. And to move on to Bagley, Bagley's going to be a player of the year. I have Bagley and I think I have Bonzi Colson as. 1A and 1B. That's fair. Like, yeah, if, sure. that, if that flip-flops one way or the other, I'm good with it. But I think as far as things go, I could see Bonzi Colson and Bagley having unbelievable similar numbers. And maybe they lean towards the senior. I'm okay with that, the upperclassmen. I'm good with that too. Uh, and as far as the surprise team, I'm with you on Virginia Tech uh, and saying like, hey, they might go ahead and surprise a couple people and – they might be in the running and actually be a top four team. Here are my two surprise teams. Number one, not really a big surprise because they're defending national champions, but UNC. I think people are, are sleeping on them. Yeah, not I thought about them. them. But like, yeah. like they're a little bit under the radar like Kentucky, right? Like you feel like yeah, the two most – people are off of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the two most blue bloods of the blue bloods are flying a little bit under the radar. So I feel like UNC is flying a little bit under the radar. And – also, I know this sounds crazy. You might be like just tooting the same horn that I tooted last year. How about UVA? They're defending at an unbelievable oh, high level again. I, I know you cannot. hate this, but you know what they're going to do? When Duke comes in or UNC comes in, guess what they're going to do? They're going to beat them. And then when they go to, you know, where, you know, you know, when they go to Notre Dame or they go to Virginia Tech or they go wherever they and you know what they're going to do? They're going to win 61-57. So UVA is my surprise team. They just team. don't have the talent. And you, no, no, they don't at all. I totally agree with you. Uh, and they the got, system- uh, I would love it. I mean, it would be awesome. But, oh, God, downstream, so, backstream, pump fake. Just a review. Mike has Duke. He has uh, Marvin Bagley. His surprise teams are, are Miami and uh, Virginia Tech. I also have Duke winning. Um, I also have Marvin Bagley, maybe with uh, Bonzi Colson being like 1A and 1B. And uh, my surprise team is uh, not really surprised, but UNC and then obviously Virginia. Uh, you want to hit the Big East next? Big East, man. Big East. I'm ready. It's a grind, isn't it? Every day. Every game. Okay. So I, if you don't mind, I'll start first. Fire away. Okay. I am on the Villanova bandwagon. I was not on the Villanova bandwagon with our preseason predictions. I think I had them out even outside the top 10. So I'm going to admit my weakness and my shortcomings as a preseason ranker and say I was wrong. I was very wrong. I think Villanova is awesome. I think Villanova can win the whole thing this year. I think Villanova can make the Final Four. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised they get a one seed. I wouldn't be surprised they come into um, Selection Sunday with, with, with under three losses. I, I think they're that good. I, I, I think they're that good. The point guard position, I think he could win player of the year in the conference. I think he'll be a first-team All-American. I was off on that as well. I think Bridges is an unbelievable talent. I think he is rocketing up NF, uh, NBA draft boards. And I think Spellman is an absolute difference maker, and people are totally underrating him. Um, and they have talent coming off the bench. So you know who's going to win the Big East? It's going to be Villanova again. I hate to be boring with Duke and Villanova, but I am. I'm going to be boring with Villanova and Duke. Surprise team in the Big East. It's got to be St. John's. St. John's is – That's a great one. I almost went there. Such a good one. 
Right, right. St. John's is is ten and three after the loss to Providence, and no lo- no shame losing to Providence. Providence is super talented. Ed Cooley is an unbelievable coach, but but Chris Mullen, coach Chris Mullen, has talent there. Shamori Pons is a, is a difference maker player. They have an excellent backcourt. They have uh, uh, one of the lead leaguer, uh, uh, one of the nation's leader in block shots down low to clean up any mistakes on the perimeter. I think St. John's is going to be an unbelievably tough out in the Big East this year. And if we're looking for a player of the year, I hate to do this, and 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 I hate to be so dramatic, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say that even though Villanova might have the two best players, and they might have two players that are going to be All-Americans with uh, uh, with their point guard and with Bridges, like I I think Trayvon Blewett's going to win the player of the Damn year. Damn right he is. Well done. Enough said. So to review the Big East for me. I got big. I, I have the Villanova Wildcats. I think they're going to win it. I, I have come over to the dark side, and I think that they're going to be that good. I, I, I appreciate how good they are. Uh, my surprise team is going to be uh, uh, is going to be St. John's and Player of the Year. Enough said. Trayvon blew it. Love it across the board. Very solid reasoning. Let me take a stab at it. Go for it. Xavier's going to win the Big East. I love that you're going to say they're going to win the Big East. Xavier's going to win the Big East. And I understand everyone is just all fired up about Brunson. Can we take it easy? He is not the best player on his team. Everyone has been skewed here because of the 31 against Temple. I mean, Bridges has gone 20, 20, 28. He's defending like crazy. He's versatile. He can go inside, outside, shooting 46% three-point range. If a Villanova player is going to win the player of the year, it's going to be Bridges. I, that's my point. Like, And I love Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson is very, very good. Uh, Barstool Riggs was talking the other day. He thinks uh, he's an automatic top three player in the country. I don't see it. I, I, I get it. He's a very, very good player. He's not a first-team All-American for me. I love what Xavier's doing. I think they're on a mission. Trayvon Blewett's the best player in the conference. So that I'm just going to go right to the, the player of the year right now. It's going to be Blewett. Nice. You know, he's going to he's gonna lead this team. I understand Villanova is very, very good. They are. They do an outstanding job. But Blewett has numbers here, Gus, that are totally off the charts. Just like crazy. They're outrageous. If you, and he is the go-to guy, like you said. The guy, give me the ball. I got this. You said this the other day. Blewett's averaging 20 points per game, five and a half rebounds, three assists, 48% from the field, 43% from three-point range, and 87% from the line. He's, by the way, also playing 33 minutes. Um, I'm, I think Karim Cantor is playing very well for them. He's going to be a massive factor. Huge so I, bonus. I got Xavier winning. The team I don't like, I don't like Seton Hall. Uh, unless Kadeem Carrington, really? yeah, after we started the podcast with them, yeah, I don't like Seton Hall. They, uh, it's what I had on the paper, and I'm sticking to it. What I'm meaning by that is, they're not winning at Providence, they're not winning at Xavier, they're not winning at Villanova. I think they can have trouble at Marquette. I, I just think that they are held back. They don't have a great coach. I think the depth is an issue. I wasn't excited about the indefinite suspension for Sonogo. Uh, for Sonogo, but then all of a sudden he's back after a game. But Gus correctly pointed out to me before the podcast is what Shashevsky did. So I guess that's right, what he does. Right. Um, I, I just think they're going to achieve less than people think they are. I wouldn't be surprised if they were the four seed going to the Big East tournament, three or four. A sleeper team, do I think they're winning it? No, I don't think they're winning it. But in, if we played this out, Gus, 10 times, Providence would win it once. Four straight NCAA tournament appearances. Ed Cooley really interesting. Interesting. Okay, they, they got a lot of seniors back. Okay, I, I, I listen. I I think that they're a notch below the other team, but I think Cooley does a good job. I think they can definitely turn things around now and get hot. I like the big win over St. John's. That was a, a very very impressive win on the road. 
They stumbled against UMass at UMass. Rivalry game. Bad loss, but rivalry game. They stumbled at URI also. No shame there. I love URI. Talked about them in the podcast I did earlier this week. Oh, correct. Yeah. And Minnesota early on. But outside of that, they've been pretty solid. I think they're going to do some damage. And that was a big win at St. John's because now I have to go against Creighton on New Year's Eve, which is going to be a tough place to play, especially after coming off a loss. But I like Providence as a, as a big sleeper here. But that's pretty much it. So favorite to me is Xavier. Yep. I, I really like Xavier also. I, the only loss was against Arizona State. Keep that in mind. And they won against Northern Iowa and at Marquette. They're winning tough games. That's going to count. Some, Villanova's going to get tripped up in one of these road games. I really don't like Seton Hall. I'm not excited what I saw from them. Sleepers, Providence, player of the year is Trayvon Blewett. Nice. Uh, totally totally agreed on Trayvon Blewett. Enough said. Hey, you want to hit the Big Ten next? Yeah, kick it off, man. You're doing a great job with Big East. Kick it off. Uh, okay, so we got Big Ten. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, who I think is going to win? Who you know, sleeper team, and then you know, player of the year. So who who's going to win this conference? You know what? Let's let's not overthink this thing. Let's not like try to get too tricky or too pretty or too cute with it. Michigan State's still oh, going to win. You're going to say Purdue. I I was going to go nuts. <laughs> no, no. Let's not go crazy, okay? Let let let. I, look, I love Purdue. Like, well, well, uh, I'll probably talk to them about about them the rest of the year. Uh, but let's not get crazy. The amount of length that they have in their starting lineup is insane. The fact that they shoot free throws unbelievably well is insane. It's rare. Their it's only rare, drawback, rare. their only drawback, is their turnover number. Their turnover number is a little higher than you'd like to see for a Final Four type team. If Lankford and 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 Winston and Tum Tum in the backcourt can can just limit. Turnovers. Now, I'm not saying like just eliminate them. I'm just saying limit. If they can eliminate them, and then Bridges on the wing as well, because they give them a lot of freedom. If they can limit the turnovers, like all of them combined to limit the turnovers to like two less turnovers a game, this team is nasty. This team is dangerous. This team can win the whole thing. I am telling you, Michigan State can win the whole thing if they limit their turnovers. That is what their limiter is. They shoot it well enough. They play great defense. They are efficient on offense. They play at the right pace. Michigan State is going to win the conference. How about how about like a, a sleeper team? You know what? It's Rutgers. Ooh, even after the buy loss, Rutgers showed that they can win a big game in their place. And I'm telling you right now, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana, look out when you go into the rack. I bet one of those teams we just mentioned takes a loss there. I think Rutgers – look, look, they're, they're, they're not surprising in winning the thing. They're not surprising in making the tournament. You know what they're going to do? They're going to surprise a team that they're not supposed to beat and beat them at the rack. That's my surprise for, for, the, for the Big Ten. And then player of the year, how about if I give you a co-player of the year? How about if I give you a co-player of the year with Jordan Murphy from Minnesota and Kita – Bates Diop. Whoa! From Ohio State. What? I, Whoa! Those two guys are going to be in the running for Player of the Year all year. I think they're going to put up giant numbers like they've been doing. You know, Jordan Murphy's been averaging a double double. Bates Diop is close to that number and putting up over 20 points a game. I think because of Michigan State's diversity, because of Purdue's sharingness, they're not going to have a giant player that has giant numbers. Jordan Murphy, Bates Diop, they're going to have giant numbers. I bet player of the year goes to one of those two players. 
Keita Bates Diop. I think that's the one that I always used to make fun of, actually. Unless he's been playing great. I, I think there's a lot of, as always, there's always very solid reasoning in all your comments. So absolutely. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I see the reasoning. It's very solid. Uh, you didn't pick, uh, you know, Jack Salt as the player of the year. Uh, I, have okay, to, I, have to, I have to mention Jack Salt once a podcast. So yeah, yeah. Big, big 10. Favorite is still Michigan State. I said it from the beginning. I think they're going to win a national title. They're deep. They have a great coach, great players. Bridges was hurt a little bit, came back, whole thing. We're fine. No problem. Teams I really like. I was wrong about Purdue. I think I like Purdue. I like what they're doing right Thank now. Thank you with for Isaac admitting House. your faults. 100%. 100%. Painter is doing a solid job. Listen, I still think that Michigan's going to give them a run for their money. I'm not ready to concede that bet yet, but I'm right. very, very impressed with what they've done. They got Harms coming in, who's done a really nice job for them. I'm very impressed with him. Haas has been tremendous. And of course, they're very solid from three and from the outside. So I do like Purdue. I have to be fair here. They've, they've really impressed me. Minnesota, I'm still on board. They're going through some trouble right now. Nate Mason's hurt, the whole thing. I think Tina right. will get it figured out. So I think, I think be, so too. Yeah, I think he'll get eventually get straightened out. Team, I hate Gus, Wisconsin. Now, yeah. it's just not a year for them. And it's not that it, this is saying anything, but I mean, the headline on ESPN, Gus, read something like Ethan Happ's double double leads Wisconsin past Chicago State or or past a closer than expected, something like that, Chicago State. Gus, you can't have closer than expected games against Chicago State at home. You just can't do it. They should have lost at home to Western Kentucky. They had that ridiculous call, which is called in like middle school basketball. Okay. They lost to Marquette. They lost to Temple. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to UVA. They lost to UCLA. They lost to Baylor. They lost to Z- a lot of losses, Gus. Gus, <laughs> a lot of losses there. Stacking up. So, so, you know. The you, know sh- you know what this speaks to? Guard, guard play. Right. And, and, right. You, and need, you need guard play to win. Hap is awesome. He's arguably a top 15 player in the country. But if you don't have guard play, forget about it. Yeah. And it's, listen, I just think they're going to struggle 7-7. Seven and seven. As for player of the year, a sleeper team. As for sleeper team, Gus, I'll stay with Michigan. I, yeah. be, I, I Because I believe in the coach. The theme you're hearing here is I like of, of when you – Of course you're going to stick with Michigan. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. You're going to stay – I don't like the loss to Ohio State. That was a frustrating loss. They should have had that game. Sure. But it was on the terrible, road. Terrible second half. Terrible second half. It was on the road, but still. K- they couldn't stop Kata Bates D up. You know, so uh but I think that but, with us the player of the year pick. With, with yeah, exactly. With uh Matthews and Wagner and Abdul Rahman, mm. uh I think Jordan Poole's gonna get a little bit better. Xavier Simpson a nice job. Brooks is a is a solid kid too, off the bench. I just believe in Beeline. I believe in Beeline. I believe he's going to get it figured out. Wagner's a first-team all-conference player. It's a sleeper. If you tell me they played totally. 10 times, Gus, I think they get hot enough that maybe they could take the conference tournament and win the title as well. Player of the year to me is still going to be Bridges. I'm not jumping off the ship yet. Okay. E- even okay. with his horrendous start. Even with the start that wasn't It really hasn't good. been horrendous. He's right. been really efficient. Well, that's my point. It hasn't been spectacular, but he's still averaging right. almost 17 points per game. Almost seven boards, two point three assists, over a steal, over uh, a steal, over a block. He's ninety four percent from the foul line. He's thir- he's got to get better from the three point range, but he will once he gets the conference. I agree with you about Purdue. Everything spread out at like fourth or fifth in the conference. If they're going to be able to give it to him, mm-hmm. I just believe that Bridges right. will have enough spectacular moments to get it. But I, I think that was fair. But I'm going to stick Vanell on that one. I'm going with Miles Bridges still. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if you say Justin Jackson, I, I also think you can go there. I just don't think there's going to be like that number popping, like that eye popping number for him. That's going to say like, oh, we have to give it to him. You know, maybe they pull, maybe they pull like a Vermont. 
and they go, you know, undefeated in conference play and you have to give it to a Michigan State player and he's the best Michigan State player and you have to give it to him. Uh, you want to hit the SEC next? And and one more thing I want to say about the Big Ten. Yeah, you talked about Jaron Jackson with Michigan State. How about Justin Jackson's injury? He's out for the remainder of the year for Maryland. That is a killer, by the way, for them. Tough. Just brutal. Very tough. That brings that team from, you know, playing the 8-9 game of March. Yeah. So maybe an NIT Maybe team? an NIT. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean, he got some looks and he got some uh, combine uh, information last year from the NBA. And, and, and perhaps that injury was one of the reasons that he wasn't playing up to snuff thus far this season. Because you expected, like, bigger numbers from him and he's been kind of average. So maybe that's the reason why he's been kind of average. Gus, I want you to know, I gave Texas Tech a lot of credit in the Big 12. I just want to remind you, I have them winning every home game except for West Virginia. Is that nuts? <laughs> Am I not? Because I, 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 I'd be freaked out with the Iowa State thing. I mean, I, I don't think Iowa State's going to Texas Tech and winning. Am I wrong? We're going to get to the SEC now. <laughs> <laughs> SEC time. Here we go, folks. All right. Thank you, Gus, for getting me back on track. My favorite here. I've said it from the beginning of the year, really like them a lot, Texas A&M. Top to bottom, they overcame the suspensions early on. They're 11-1. and They've played fantastic basketball. The only time they lost was against that Arizona team that absolutely had to have that game in the worst way. They beat West Virginia soundly to start the year, and they were shorthanded as well. They went on the road at USC, and they won. I think they're going to roll. They got a huge game coming up against Alabama at Alabama. I want to see how that one's going to go. That definitely is a tough one, but we'll know right about Texas A&M from the start, Gus. They start at Alabama, Florida, home LSU should be a win at Kentucky, at Tennessee. So we'll find out right away how they're good they're going to be, but I think they're the favorite for me. Now you talk about a sleeper team, team that I think could surprise yeah. I'm going with Tennessee, and I know they're not a surprise, but they have right, shocked right. us in the beginning of the year. I think Tennessee is a legitimate SEC champion level challenger. I do. I wow. Don't, I don't you think e- they can win the whole thing. Uh, I do. You, you uh, think they win the conference again? The sleeper ones, man. I go with this. If they, if this conference was played ten years in a row, ten times, Tennessee would have won one of them. Absolutely tough on the boards. Barnes has things going in the right way. Grant Williams is a low down down low. He's a strong Love player. Love Grant Williams. Yeah. Love what they got going on there. So they're my sleeper. Teams I really like. I still like Florida. I don't care if they're the Titanic. Mike White's going to get it going. They'll figure it out. Maybe Abunu coming back solves everything. There's just too much talent there. Kolachev, the whole thing. Hudson, everybody. I think they're going to be fine. And, and I know this is going to be much to the chagrin of Lee Busby, by the way, our, our, one of our listeners who's a huge Auburn guy, by the way. So when he comes uh, out, I was going to mention Lee as well. So great job. He comes out and he blasts Alabama. Lee, okay. I mean, are we going to take the Ohio State word on the Michigan team? Okay. I mean, like, I, I you know, he's burying Alabama here. Alabama's going to be fine. Alabama, Colin Sexton, Petty. They they got they got key back finally. I understand they've been up and down, but they've had some very underrated wins. They beat Texas Arlington. That's not easy. Beat BYU. They ha- they hung in the whole three on five game with Minnesota. Okay, right. right? Remember that whole right. thing. Right. That, that's one of the most iconic games of the year thus far. Nice win against Rhode Island. Then they went out to Arizona, played them tough in the game. Arizona's coming around. Arizona could be a Final Four team. They were right there with them. And then the loss to Texas was shocking. But I believe in Avery Johnson. When professional coaches come to college, they usually find success. They have, by the way, guys. I.E. Long Kruger. Absolutely. They- 
right now, the player of the year, which is going to be Colin Sexton in the conference. I don't think Alabama's going seven and nine or six and ten, whatever Ken Palm has. And listen, I like what Auburn's done. I like what Bruce Pearl's done down there as well. I think they're they're a really good job, but I still think Alabama's got way too much firepower, and I believe in them, and I think they'll figure it out, figure out how to share the ball and do a nice job. So there you go. I got my favorite is Texas A&M. I like Florida. I like Alabama. The team I hate, Gus, is Vanderbilt. I just don't like Vanderbilt. I don't like what they have here. I know you're a big Matthew Fisher Davis guy. I don't see him as an NBA player. I just I think someone's got to be towards the bottom here. And if I like Florida, I like Alabama, I like Texas A&M, Auburn's been better, Arkansas's decent, Tennessee's good, then somebody's got to be bad. It's going to be Vanderbilt. And my player of the year, Colin Sexton. I like Colin Sexton as your player of the year. I'm appreciating that very much. And I'm going to go – I'm going to do a similar thing that we did with uh, the Big 12. I'm going to jump rope right back, and I'm going to go backwards on you. My player of the year, you know who I'm going to go with? How about Yante Maton okay, from Georgia? Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one, yep. Dude's going to put up a double-double in conference. Georgia seems to be live. Everybody in this conference has played well and started got off to a good start. So I'm going to give the, the player of the year to him. Maybe it's more of like a we're going to give it to a senior instead of giving it to one of the freshmen uh, uh, like Knox or, or Sexton or even, you know, you know, before he got hurt, Michael Porter or Robert Williams, like the sophomore. I, maybe they go with the senior. So I'm going to go there. Uh, surprise team. I'm going to go with Auburn. Somehow Auburn has, I don't know, infiltrated and avoided this FBI probe and and, and, and they've come out of it on the other side without losing their head coach with their main players now coming back and playing during conference season. Uh, so we have, you know, Wiley, the big man down low playing. We have uh, Mustafa Heron, the, the awesome swing on the wing playing. So I think one of the th- one of the, this is one of the teams I talked about who could be like the next South Carolina uh, on one of the summer podcasts. I- I'm going to say Auburn shout out Lee Busby, is going to be one of those surprise teams. And I think once they have all their players on the floor and they've integrated and and, and defined roles on how everybody needs to acclimate to what they're going to do on the court with Bruce Pearl, I think they're going to surprise some people. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to go against you, Mike Randall. I'm going to say Kentucky is going to win this. Much like UNC, they have been flying under the radar and nobody has been talking about them. And I think Hamadou Diallo is going to develop into a go-to score and the guy that they go to in late-game situations. And Knox is going to be the guy on the wing that he kicks it to. And they're going to get awesome point guard play from their dual point guards that are both over six foot five and can defend, defend like nobody's business. So I'm going to say Kentucky is going to win this thing again, kind of under the radar. Yeah. How's that? Know, I, yeah, I like Kentucky. I, I just felt they were properly rated. I feel like the teams we like, or the, I just don't think Texas A&M is going to take it. I'm sure Kentucky is going to be great. They got P.J. Washington back, absolutely, as well. But one thing I learned, Gus, with this Kentucky team, you know, we talked about 38 stars. I mean, I guess these aren't five-star players of the mold of Anthony Davis, of the mold of Carl Anthony Towns. So maybe our, maybe our ranking system's broke. Because I don't think a team like Kentucky, once we hit January 1st, if they have 38 true star in, should be struggling on offense as much as they are. So either the 38 stars aren't really accurate or something's wrong there. Because I, I, I saw these 38 stars, these five-star players across the – no one's – you know, everybody's streaky here. I mean, we're, we're – you know, Gregorius Alexander, we're hoping, turns into somebody here. So either P.J. Washington is the guy or we got to change the system because they are not playing like a 38-star worth of team. That's all. 
this is the first time in forever that we can think about that they don't have that, oh my goodness, I have to watch this player player on their team. I mean, if you go back through all their teams, like even just last year with Monk and Fox, you know, you know years years past, it was it was Wall and Boogie, uh, it was AD, it, it, it was uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Uh, you, you had these players that were getting drafted in the top five. Right, so Gus, are those six-star players? Like right. when, when you I, yeah. hear five-star players, there has to be some sort of level. Right. Evidently, all five-star players... I don't think there should be this much variance between, like, you know, you know John what? Wall and and uh, you know and Hamadou Diallo. I, I mean, there should be some consistency here, but it doesn't seem like it. They don't have a guy who can take the ball coast to coast and, and break down the defense. It's a great observation because it's totally accurate. The 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 star rating or five star or whatever whatever you're gonna go with, whatever you know, if you're gonna go with like top hundred, whatever it is, like. It's not accurate every year, and there's going to be some variance. And you know what? It's nice to acknowledge that variance and say, like, oh, my God, John Wall was awesome. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, De'Aaron Fox was awesome. Like, and, and saying, like, oh, you know, the Kentucky guys that we have this year are awesome too, but they're just not that great. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to, like, uh, to, to acknowledge. But you know what? I think Cal will get it figured out. Will they have a deep March run? I don't know. But you know what? I bet he concentrates and gets his team ready for an SEC championship and has them ready to win that thing. How about that? I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. How about the Pac-12, man? You ready for this Pac-12. Yeah, I'm kind of ready for the Pac-12. I think if we're going to go straight ahead for the Pac-12 and we're going to talk about, all right, who's going to win this thing? Obviously, I had Arizona ranked in the top spot preseason and we're like okay yeah yeah they're they're gonna win the whole entire thing they're gonna be fine nobody's gonna touch them and they and then the bahamas hit so we're like oh okay maybe arizona isn't that good and now luckily we have arizona state and we're like oh my goodness arizona state is the most exciting team that we could absolutely ever watch and they're a joy on offense and trey holder and 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 remy martin are are like many wizards on on offense and they've been Fantastic. But guess what? Like you said, everything's going to return to the mean and we're going to have everything settle down. And you know what's going to happen? Arizona is going to win the conference. Even with Arizona State getting off to this unbelievable hot start and still being one of the undefeated teams in the nation and and being ranked in the top five everywhere, Arizona is going to win the conference because of this. When push comes to shove, when it comes to conference play, defense holds the higher card and Arizona holds the higher card on defense. Arizona will defend at a high level and Sean Miller will have those guys invest on the defensive end and Arizona will win this conference. Will that give them the number one seed in the, in, in March? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll wait to see how it shakes out, but Arizona is going to win the PAC 12 surprise team is going to be Oregon. How about Oregon finally gets it figured out? I thought with all about of those. That's a parts. good one, man. I thought about Oregon. Is that good? Yeah. Is that okay? I mean, I mean, they have they have the, the the transfers. They have the freshmen. They have they have Pritchard hanging around. I think I think that they get it figured out, and I know that they have some you know cloudiness over their program right now currently as well. But maybe if everybody stays intact, I think Oregon could surprise in conference. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's very simple. I think Player of the Year has to be DeAndre Aiden. 
I don't know where else you're going to go. Good call. I'm with you. I'm the guy even, is yeah. insane. Even over like, Trier. Yep. Yeah. Like what? What else do you want from a from a? What else do you want from an all everything freshman? The guy does everything. He defends. He rebounds. He shoots threes. He does the post work for you. What else do you want from a guy? So there, 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 there are my three. So we, I have Arizona winning the thing. How about Oregon as like a, a sleeper-ish team, even though they went to the Final Four last year, which is a little crazy with all their new parts. And player of the year, I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton. I'm not going to try to mix it up and get too fancy here. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I, my, my gut tells me that Arizona is going to win this game. I mentioned this in the last podcast on December 30th, which, by the way, I don't think either one of us can watch, which is extremely frustrating. I'm thinking of signing up, by the way, for a free trial of Sling, just to, so I can watch, <laughs> watch this uh, game. So- just to lift the curtain here, I'm going to be over my former college teammate's house on the 30th, and I already texted him because I don't know what kind of his cable system is. I was like, "Do you get the Pac-12 network?" Uh, does he? <laughs> like, does he? Do, do you do you get it? So I don't know if Adrian has the Pac-12 network. Uh, uh, former 800 and hurdler uh, uh, for uh, in Pennsylvania, but um, we're we're hoping he does, and we're hoping that we he he gets to um, uh, hopefully he dials it up for us. We'll see. I don't uh, know. So funny. I but I'm gonna say that Arizona State. I think they're for real. So I think Arizona takes this game, but I do think Arizona State at the very least gets a share of the Pac-12 title. So I actually have them as my winner, my favorite to win the Pac-12. I've seen enough with the three-point shooting, the guards. Aiton can win the game by himself, but if Aiton gets in foul trouble, a la Hackman Landell, another West, another West Coast big, Arizona mm-hmm. State can take over. So I got them. I do really like Arizona. I'm with you. I, I don't think we should be concerned about the three losses. I think that's in the rearview mirror, as Pearl Jam used to say. And I think that Arizona is going to be fine, and they're going to come on and at, at the worst finish second in this conference. Team I really hate. I don't like UCLA, Gus. I understand they had a nice win here over Kentucky. I think that's more an indictment of Kentucky right now than is UCLA. Sure. I, they had the loss to Creighton. They squeaked one out against uh, against Wisconsin. They lost to my Michigan Wolverines. They lost to Cincinnati. I just I think they're very blah. I think they could lose on the road to Oregon. I think they could lose to Washington and Mike Hopkins. So I think they're very, very just – How about this? I'm, I'm just going to play devil's advocate super fast in 10 seconds. I think they love that they don't have to deal with the China stuff anymore and they suspended those guys and they're done. I think all that static out of their hair is going to unify this team moving forward. How yeah, about that? I, I think they're better than if he was there, but I, I think Welsh is okay. I don't think he's a carry me type of guy. Ho- Holiday's doing oh, a nice no. job. Wilkes is only shooting. Holiday's awesome. Holiday's been good. Holiday's incredible. Yeah, I I wouldn't say he's. I wouldn't say he's like a first team All American guy. I mean, I I think he's. I think he's a solid Pac-12 player, but I don't think he's a guy who night in night out, even though he's averaging 17, can carry a team on offense. He's a brilliant defensive player. Chris Wilkes is only 28 percent from three. I'm just not a big fan of this UCLA team. I I have a hard time getting to it. Hold on, I'm going to disagree with one more thing. He can carry this team offensively. No, I don't think. I so. think I think he's that good. I, so I, we're gonna we're gonna disagree very shortly there. I think he's awesome. I think he's an NBA player, and I think he does make that much of a difference for this particular team. Yes. I, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I don't like. I I think he could be an NBA player. I mean, Russell Westbrook didn't carry UCLA when he played right. there, but he ended up being a, a an NBA player from that team. I think he was like the third score in that team. I don't see him being able to take UCLA and get them past Arizona State and get them past Arizona and get them past a team I really like, by the way. I am not jumping off of USC. 
I think USC is good. I like what the Trojans have there. I know they've been really frustrated with Melton not playing, and, and Coach Enfield's been very upset. And listen, they had the three losses in a row, Texas A&M, SMU, Oklahoma. I get it. I just think there's way too much talent. They're going to figure it out. They fig- Last year, they were up and down. They ended up taking out SMU in the tournament. Metu and Boatwright are very unique. Not a lot of teams have two bigs like that. Totally true. McLaughlin is a winner. He's a guy that can win a game by himself type of guy. Hit a big shot mm-hmm. or so. He's not like a you know 18-point-per-game guy, but he's a big shot maker. Elijah Stewart is solid. I like this team. I think they will figure it out and get it together. So I like USC as a dark horse, basically. Again, if we played it 10 times, I think USC would win it once. And I, I, co- I, I like – by the way, I really like that that like dynamic. Like if we play this out 10 times, they're going to win it one time. I like that dynamic. And I think player of the year, man, I'm with you, Tayton. And I love Alonzo yeah, Trier. I love Alonzo Trier. He's explosive. But I, I think DeAndre Ayton is a top three at worst pick, man. So I love DeAndre Ayton, what he's doing. There's not a ton of guys who are going to be able to stop him there. He's going to have big games against some good teams. Ayton, your Pac-12 player of the year. So here we go. We got the Big 12, the ACC, the Big East, the Big 10, the SEC, the Pac-12, and we're going to give you another rundown of the rest of the conferences later on in the next five to seven days. Uh, so don't worry, we're not going to ignore the little people. You know Screen the Screener loves the little people out there. So we'll make sure that we we give those guys a little bit of attention too. But we thought it was worthy, now that conference play has started, that we need to give you the conference player of the years, who we think is going to win, a couple of sleepers, and a couple of things to pay attention to. Mike, is there anything else we need to tell the people out there? Absolutely not. If you like what you hear, folks, five-star rating on iTunes, Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Email us, as we said, SDS Podcast. Tweet us at SDS Podcast. Myself at Randall Rant. Gus at Currents 12 You can check us out on Randall Rant. We have our rating, our top 25 rankings there. My short corn will be coming out right after New Year's as well. All the podcasts, all the stuff for you. Man, conference play has been awesome. I cannot wait. Let's go. We're going to have a ton to talk about next week after this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to just digesting everything and then spinning it back out at you guys so you guys can uh, enjoy what Mike and I are putting together for you guys. Um, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a great Christmas, great Hanukkah, and I hope everybody got exactly what they wanted. And I hope everybody looks forward to getting something what they want, which is more conference play. You think Iowa State could be West Virginia at home? Maybe that's where I was wrong. <laughs> we'll see you, folks. <laughs> I love it. Salacha, gratulatia. Salud, everybody out there. We'll see.